0: to have you. Third hour of the Bill Michaels show on this frigid Friday. Did you know the temperature in Antarctica today is negative seven. The temperature this morning in Waukesha, Wisconsin was negative 11. It's colder today in Wisconsin than it is in Antarctica. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Just let that sink in there for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> while you do so, uh, let's bring in Hal Hal Habib. He is uh, with the uh, the Palm Beach Post, been covering the uh, Dolphins for a long, long time to get their perspective on this contest coming up. Hal, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing okay, but I fear you're going to hang up on me when I tell you it's, uh, believe it or not, 81 degrees down here right now.
0: Uh, I heard it's 81, but I heard on Sunday, correct me if I'm wrong, it's supposed to be like a high of 60, 61 with a little bit of rain.
1: Uh right now uh, weather.com is telling me a high of 55 on Sunday. It's oh, going to drop go. pretty rapidly here today, yeah. but um I'm sure that no one listening to this right now has any sympathy for our frigid <laughs> right. weather down here this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's going to be a little more Packer weather than it will be Dolphin weather. Uh, does that affect the team at all, do you think? Or do you think after last week when it looked like Tariq Hill was was uh, Ralphie's brother on Christmas Story, all bundled up running around up in the, the, uh, the stadium there, that they're just glad to be back home and anything above freezing?
1: Yeah, it's funny because last week, you know, before the Buffalo game, all the players are getting just hammered with questions about the snow and you know the conditions that uh, we were going to face in buffalo and believe me I, it was kind of brutal up there but um just for laughs uh when i saw the forecast for this sunday i asked uh, raheem mostert you know are you ready for the cold weather at hard rock this sunday and he kind of chuckled um i i think uh, it'll, it's actually going to be one of the colder home games in dolphin history but um I don't think it's going to have any impact on the game at all, really.
0: I think the the Packers the last time they saw Raheem Mostert I think he's still actually running on them if I'm not mistaken <laughs> over 200 yards 200 yards in a in a postseason contest in an NFC Championship game there in San Francisco so the Packers are probably having a few weather related nightmares and in addition to that some Raheem <laughs> Mostert nightmares so I, I get you hey uh, this team in desperately uh, desperate need of a win they're trying to put the train back on the track what has been ailing the Dolphins as of late.
1: Um, Well, a lot of things, you know, the offense has not looked like the offense for the most part during that three game losing streak. And of course, all those games were on the road. So this team does play a little bit differently at home versus on the road, especially defensively for a large part of the year. They have been uh, two different teams, Um, but they started to get things a little bit back on track in Buffalo. Uh, You know, the, the fact that they, they gave Buffalo such a good game and, were leading in the fourth quarter. It really came down to that last drive where, you know, Buffalo went the length of the field on Miami's defense. Um, so there were some good things to come out of that game that, that give the players a little bit of confidence uh, right now. You know, I, I think it, it really comes down to the fact that for the most part of the season, um, this team has been able to put a lot of points on the board. Uh, Their receivers are giving teams trouble, and I think they're going to lean on that and hope that the defense plays more to the uh, ceiling of what they've been this year rather than the floor. So, if they can put that together, then then they'll be okay. You know, win a couple of games out of the last three, and they'll uh, make the playoffs.
0: Uh, Talk about Tua uh, in this stretch because it's uh, obviously a little bit of adversity. He started off the season so incredibly strong. They're 3-0, and then they lost three straight. And then after that, they went on to win five more. And now they're back into the funk where they've lost three straight. So talk a little bit about how Tua has handled that adversity.
1: Well, you know, Tua prides himself on being on even keel and Mike McDaniel is much the same way. But um, when you look at what he's done on the field – He was just so incredibly accurate for the first half of the season. And I think that maybe it was unrealistic to expect him to stay that accurate for 17 games. But at the same time, you know, there were times over these past few games when he's been uh, very inaccurate, to be honest with you, where some guys have been open and he's just flat out missed them. Other times he's gotten the ball pretty much on target And guys have dropped balls. So there's been sort of a little bit of a disconnect there. And just in general, they they haven't had that spark in the passing attack uh, over these past few games that that they had early on. Um, The one thing that saved them, though, in Buffalo is that the run game started to really come alive.
0: Yeah, I was going to talk about the run game a little bit. Uh, how much of a balance do they need? I mean, obviously with Waddle and Tariq Hill, and they've got a tremendous, uh, you know, a couple of weapons. But uh, talk about the offensive line and the run game and how, because the Packers, where they have lost, is basically, in my opinion, been in the trenches. You can talk about all the different stuff with bad tackling and such, but when they've lost games, they pretty much lost in the trenches.
1: Well, Miami put a lot of uh, attention toward the offensive line. It's, Seems like it's been decades that they've always been trying to address a line. And, uh, you know, they they spent a lot of money signing left tackle Teron Armstead. And it paid off because even though Teron actually is dealing with three different injuries right now, he was just named to the Pro Bowl, so that really says something about not only his play, but his leadership and the impact he's had on the other four guys on the line. So their offensive line – not only has done pretty well compared, especially to last year, but uh, they opened up some big holes up the middle for Mostert in Buffalo, which is a pretty good defense, really. Um, the The running backs for Miami were were having a lot of really good success with some of the cutback runs up the middle, and that would be something that I'm sure the Packers uh, have taken notice of, and, and they're probably uh, – probably scheming right now to to try to cut that off um but yeah overall they've done better in in run blocking they've done pretty decent in pass protection as well um you know connor williams is playing his first year at center and he's done very well uh and then at guard rob hunt is one of the better guards in the league so that's a pretty good nucleus right there to build on
0: you know you bring up the fact that their defense has played better at home at home i just doing the quick math they're averaging 15.3 points per game given up defensively speaking on the road 31.5 defensively speaking what's the difference because that's drastic
1: um it is drastic i believe it's still the uh biggest discrepancy in the league really um you know, I, one thing that we all keep coming down to, uh, com, coming back to rather down here, is the fact that this defense can't get off the field. Uh, their third down defense is, is terrible. And, uh, you know, I mean, the Bills showed that on their last drive. Um, pretty much every team has been showing that against Miami, where they get into third and third and anything. And next thing you know, The guys are picking up the chains and moving them 10, 15 yards downfield. So, you know, we talked to Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator, uh, just yesterday, and that was one of the first things he brought up, which seems like was one of the first things he brought up last week and the week before that and the week before that. So that would definitely be one thing to look for.
0: Yeah, it's it's dramatically different. And I, I when you said that I thought, well let me take a look real quick and as we're sitting here and I'm just kinda of doing quick math, it's like wow, that is a huge discrepancy. So and usually you know, I granted, you'll give up a little bit more at home, but not, you know, over 15 points per game uh, difference-wise. And now the Packers, now here, this is where the rubber meets the road because the Packers over the last five games averaging 26.6 points per game, where up until that, the first nine games, they are averaging 18.3. So all of a sudden the Packers have the offense rolling and they're going to meet a team at home that has only given up 15.3 points per game. So something's got to give in this contest.
1: Yeah, it does. And, I, you know, I can tell you from talking to several of the Dolphin players that, you know, they have a tremendous amount of respect for Aaron Rodgers and what he can do. This is almost certainly going to be the last time Rodgers plays against Miami. Uh, and, and that's something that, you know, actually a lot of players are, are looking forward to. They they have not tried to hide uh, the respect and, and admiration they have for Rodgers. Including fullback Alec Engold, who, you know, grew up just a few minutes from Lambeau, uh, and and uh, he he admitted to me that in his time he has owned several cheese heads, so he, he's very much looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we don't think it's Aaron Rodgers really hasn't taken the this could possibly be my last game at all of these different places type of tour. I know that some fans asked about it when he played down in Chicago, and he just said, ah, you know, we'll see whether it's here or with another team. I mean, it would led everybody to believe he's coming back, but he just doesn't know if he's going to be in Green Bay. But it was interesting because we really haven't – that's not been a story that we focused on because the assumption is he's got close to 59 million reasons to come back next year. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and, uh,
1: you know, I, I'm not one of those guys who is quick to write off anybody. I, You know <laughs> – I'm sure you remember like 10 years ago, everybody was saying Tom Brady is done or almost done and, you know, in decline and all of that nonsense. And I'm really uncomfortable when people on the outside try to say, oh, this guy should wrap it up or that guy should, you know, retire, go into the booth or whatever. You know, these guys devote a great portion of their lives toward playing the game they love. And, you know, I think to a large extent, it really needs to be up to them when they want to give it up. Unless, of course, the coach taps them on the shoulder and says, you know, we got to move on. But it it really should be Aaron's call. It should be Tom Brady's call, Gronkowski, all those guys. They've earned the right to say, this is when I want to leave.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, and, you know, with a lot of these guys, they're so good that they believe they still have more in them, which I firmly believe Tom Brady is kind of thinking whether or not he wants to come back. What is the talk? I mean, I know Florida is a ginormous state, but what is the thought with Tom Brady? Is this it for him, or do you think that uh, there could possibly be another, another year where he says, no, it was such a horrific year, I want to prove to everybody that I can go out close to being on top or on top, because this year was more of an apparition?
1: You know, that's, it's an interesting thing because it's, it's such a tough call. I could see where Tom has a tremendous amount of pride and wants to go out on top. Who doesn't? At the same time, I can't help but think that this has been just such a trying year for him, not only professionally, but personally, as we all know. Um, at times, it's almost, I don't know if I want to say painful, but when you watch uh, some of the, the Buccaneers games where they're you know, you're in the fourth quarter and they have three points, you're wondering, is this really a Tom Brady offense? And um, I, when I look at his face, I see some frustration for sure. And I don't know, does that make him want to say, hey, I've done enough, let me get out of here? Or does it make him want to say, this isn't me, I'm going to come back? who knows
0: where, and and turn this thing around. Mm -hmm. No, I I, I understand. I, I go back to a conversation I had years ago that basically said when you talk about some of the greatest of the greats to ever play the game, they constantly believe they can still play at a high level, and it's almost like you have to rip the ball out of their hands to say, okay, enough. Uh, very few guys get to walk off the field with the trophy hoisted high, and the ones that are, have done it at such an incredibly high level for such a long period of time, that's the way they want to go out. So if they're not there and their career is diminishing, they continue to keep trying to climb that mountain to get back to the, so they can go out the way they want to go out. But sometimes it's just not meant to be because you don't have enough talent around you. Hal, it's always great, man. I appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes. Best of luck with the weather down there. I would have a snow shovel uh, nearby just in case, but uh, just shovel up all the water from the rain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great talking with you. Thanks so much.
0: All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Hal Habib joining us for a couple of minutes. He's been covering the uh, the Dolphins for uh, close to forty years for the Palm Beach, uh, the Palm Beach Post down there. And interesting when you uh, w- when you look at that defense at home. And I just did, kind of did the quick math. At home, they've lost one game, and that was a game I think it was to the Vikings. They gave up twenty four points. Everything else has been less than 17. Or no, excuse me, one was 19. Uh, they give up 7, 19, 10, 17, and 15. They average 15.3 points per game given up, defensively speaking. On the road, their defense gives up 31.5 points per game. It is a dramatically different defense in Miami versus on the road. Just And why, I don't know. But it's just just dramatically, dramatically different. 877 uh, 867 About an hour from now, we're going to talk with Mike Clements. He's going to take us the rest of the way. Hang in there. Got a lot more to get to. After hearing that, did it give you any more or less confidence in the Green Bay Packers getting a win? And also, uh, we are now fully, you know, invested in bowl season. And uh, obviously, you got games today. And in case you didn't know, we were talking about a little bit earlier, the Radiance uh, Bowl, the Independence Bowl uh louisiana and houston that uh, that kicks off a little bit later on this afternoon 19 degrees in shreveport louisiana wake forest in missouri in the union home morgan uh mortgage gasparilla bowl uh raymond james stadium that's in tampa where it's 50 degrees today you got all of that going on and um then when you get into uh, the rest of the weekend, you got even more scores and schedules and all that kind of craziness happening. Uh, tomorrow you've got uh, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, where it's going to be 81 there. That's nice. The Quick Lane Bowl tomorrow. Or no, that's on Monday, actually. That's going to be at Ford Field. So that's not going to come into play. And then Tuesday, December 27th, uh, 9.15 p.m. E- uh, Central Time, at Chase Field in Arizona, you got uh, Wisconsin and Oklahoma getting after it uh, but you got a whole slew of bowls that day as well and then it really kind of really kind of cranks up all the way going into the uh the 30th and uh, the 31st and getting into the final four so to speak so we got a lot of bowl games to get to too uh so let's do this stay tuned while well, we're gonna take a quick break come back more of the bill michael show now this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network <laughs> I think we're uh, a short period of time away from uh, finally getting our friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley out in Summit, Oconomowoc, getting them open. I uh, can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to uh, text Jeff here today just to see if he's got a, uh, an official start date. But that being said, uh, whether it's Stoley's Hog Alley and hopefully we get out there for the official grand opening, I'd love to go out and do the show out there. It'd be, be awesome. Uh, otherwise, if you're going to be out and about, Stole's all 109, going to be open uh, tonight, obviously, tomorrow for a while. Closed on Sunday, back at it on Monday, and then obviously all the bowl games and the rest of the NFL season and such you can catch out there as well if you're in the Watertown area. Stoll's 109, great food, great place. Have some really good music that uh, they put in there on that stage uh, every now and then. So stop out and tell Alicia and the whole gang uh, howdy on behalf of the Bill Michaels Show, and uh, we hope that you continue to support a lot of the local businesses that we talk about. So we certainly appreciate it. Uh, talking to uh, to our buddy Hal Habib, uh, the Miami Dolphins defense at home giving up only 15.3 points per game. On the road they're giving up 31.5 points per game. Now, here's something to remember when you talk about the Dolphins in, uh, in, in that sense. Uh, over the last three games they've given up 33, 23, and 32. 33, 23, and 32. Prior to that, at home, they gave up 15, but all three games that they just lost are on the road. Lost to the 49ers, lost to the Chargers, which, by the way, that's East Coast to West Coast games, and then they had to fly north to uh, Buffalo. They lost that one in a close one in a cold-weather game. But 33-23-32, and 32. that's what they've given up per game over the last three games. Hopefully that trend stays and the ability to shut uh, teams down at home uh, does not remain because prior to that, they play. with well, then again, they played the Texans and the Browns. Texans, they beat them 30 15 at home. They beat the Browns 39 17 at home. They beat the Bears, but beat them on the road 35 32. They beat the Lions on the road 31 27. The Steelers, not a great football team, at home 16 to 10. The home loss that they had. Uh, they they lost some games at home. Uh, one was to the Vikings at 24-16. That's their only home loss, I should say. They lost, They uh, beat the Bills earlier this year at home, 21-19, and then they beat the Patriots at home, 20-7. So they haven't played a juggernaut schedule at home, which also plays into that. You know, So you can look at those numbers and go, wow, that's an amazing difference, and it is. But they also haven't played nearly the competition at home that they have played on the road. They have got the Packers at home and then the Jets at home. The uh, next week they go on the road to take on the Patriots, but the Jets are the final game of the season, and that game is at Hard Rock. So they haven't had a juggernaut of a schedule at home, but nevertheless, Packers come into this one over the last five, averaging 26.6 points per game, and they're only giving up 15.3 points per game at home. So there you go. I don't. Whatever you want to read into it, you can. <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw it out there. Just just some more statistics, so to speak. Uh, this is from fan, Fandemonium Steve, who says, it uh, doesn't matter, going to be at the game this weekend. Looking forward to going out to Miami and getting out of the 20 below. I'll take 50 and some rain. That's not going to hurt me and certainly won't make me melt. As a Packer fan, I can't wait to celebrate a Packers win on Christmas Day on the road in Miami. Merry Christmas. There you go. Good stuff. A lot of... Lot- I'll take the optimism. I'm with you. I'll take the op- optimism right there. Um, what else do we have here? For you, got a couple others I want to get to. This one, uh, this one's from our buddy Steve. Steve says, uh, "Hey, unit, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours." He says, uh, I think that the Packers offense is finally starting to click. I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Watson gets over the top once or twice in this contest. He was quiet last week, and that's odd for him as of late. I think Romeo Doves coming back as a guy that you're going to have to account for because he's really good on the crossing patterns. If you've watched, he knows where to go, he knows where to sit, and he's on the same page already with Aaron Rodgers. That's something that's only going to get better. Randall Cobb is having a solid season, even though he does get hurt quite often. He got hurt once remember, but he was down for a few games. So I don't say quite often, but I get it. Uh, And then Al Lazard's a fine complimentary piece. How come they don't use Tanya more specifically in the red zone? Uh, That's a great question. And I really thought that Tanya would have a bunch of touchdowns this year in the red zone. And we've seen red zone drives stall and Tanya has not been nearly as active as I thought he would be. And that's I really think if this team is going to continue to expand offensively, that's something they got to look into just a little bit more. Just, just a little bit. And and play action helps that so much. But I, I, I understand. I, I agree with you. I think, I think a part of the year was early on the, the shuffling of the offensive line. It didn't really account for that because you were bringing tight ends in to do more blocking than you were actually going out for passes. So I understand that, but, that's a great question. I would like to see Robert Tanyan involved more in the pass game in the red zone. He's got that capability specifically now that you have Watson and have Dobbs and have Cobb, kind of like on that same page, so to speak. And then that leaves the free man open in in kind of a mismatch co- mismatch coverage in Robert Tanyan. I, I I wouldn't. It would not surprise me if they start going to him a little bit, but I I one hundred percent agree with you. Uh, and thanks thanks for the email. I uh, appreciate it so much. 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, by the way, he says, uh, Steve says, I think you should coin the phrase dumbassery. It's a beautiful thing. So, okay. Oh, goodness. Uh, Jim says, I missed the beginning of the show. I see that Elton Jenkins received a huge contract extension. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Twenty-four million guaranteed. Uh, he is the second highest-paid guard now in the National Football League, and pretty much deserving deserving it. He's played extremely well. Let's be honest; he's played extremely well. Um, and he also says, "Oh no, that's just never mind." Highest paid. Yep, you are correct uh 877-867-1670 let's go back to the phone calls talk to our buddy Mike listening to us in Rockford Mike how you doing today man what's going on hey Merry Christmas Bill how are you doing you too we're doing great today what's on your mind
2: yeah listen um, you know we're talking about how the Packers offense is coming alive um and I agree with you I think uh beautiful you know, things are starting to happen Watson was I think they covered him pretty well in the game uh the Rams did uh they kind of they were looking at him as a viable threat. Um, I, I don't really know too much about Miami's defense, but what scares me in this game isn't what the Packers could do offensively. It's what Miami offensively could do to the Packers' defense. They have some high-speed, high-power high playmakers in it, and if, I'm just afraid if it gets into a shootout, I don't think the Packers are going to have the capability to keep up with the Dolphins. But that's the only thing that scares me. Um, and again, any given week, any team can win. Uh, and Bill, listen. I'm a I'm a Packers fan to the core, but I also am a realist. I, a few weeks ago, we were just talking about how horrible the season was, and they and I'm not to take anything away. They beat two teams pretty handily. That's what good teams should do to bad teams. So they did what they were supposed to do against the Rams and the Bears. But it's reality's going to come back because the next three opponents are much better than the last two they played, and. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the year when they lost to the Jets and the Commanders and the Giants, everybody thought, well, how could they lose to these teams? I mean, here we find out those two teams are pretty pretty good. So um, I'll hang up, Bill, and thanks for taking my call. Again, Merry Christmas, and like I guess I'm just a little worried about the Packers' defense going up against that high-powered offense.
0: No, I would agree with that. appreciate the phone call. When you talk about Tariq Hill, Waddle, uh, Mostert obviously has had success against the Packers in running the football. They're pretty good in the trenches. Tua is obviously having a, a much better year uh, than maybe – What some expected, although he's really not lived up totally to the hype, specifically over the last three games, they played pretty solid in Buffalo but still didn't walk away with a victory. Their defense has been giving up a lot of points as of late, as I had mentioned. Uh, It's just whether or not they kind of pull it all back together. And and one of the things that, you know, and this is a point from from Ben, uh, who just wrote us and said, hey, don't forget that Tua has not had three great games in a row now. And uh, the fact that the offense has not been able to sustain the defense so consistently, that's another reason the defense is on the field more often. Yeah, but they lost that game. I don't even have it sitting in front of me anymore, to, to be honest with you. But they lost that game against the, the the Bills. I think it was like 32-29. That was kind of a shootout game. They were up and down the field. But that Chargers game they lost, yeah, the offense didn't play well. As a matter of fact, no, I take that back. The 49ers and the Chargers, both games, I think they only scored 17 points in those games. If I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look. But I think those two games, they only scored 17 points. You're right. The offense didn't really help the defense, and therefore the defense was on the field more. But that being said, uh, I think we, between Tariq Hill, Waddle, Mostert, they've got three really good um, weapons there, for lack of a better term. Oh, they, they have, have a three fullback, seven. too. They, there you go. I was just going to say, they actually. Uh, ben Kenny likes him because they've got a fullback back there. Two, uh, two is a mobile quarterback. He can run. He doesn't throw as good on the run, but he can run. And the fullback is from the state of Wisconsin. It's none other than Alec Ingold, which uh, gets Ben Kenny's ears perking up. Oh, he was right, so ben? good at Wisconsin. He's not just a fullback, Bill. He's an athlete. Yep. He's got that athleticism. That's that uh, key phrase that we love to use so much. I, you know what? I'm glad Alec Ingold's still in the league. That's all I care about. Whenever, whenever you see Wisconsin Badgers playing well in the league, that's all I care about. And the, the Watts have obviously uh, risen the level of curiosity when it comes to defensive players that come out of the University of Wisconsin that have played under Jim Leonard. So both guys have done extremely well. Extremely well. I'm just uh, saying well, uh, it's Jamie possible. Jake Watt was there earlier, but, you know, obviously. Yeah, go ahead. It's very possible to have an explosive offense with a fullback. No, I agree with that. If you've got a fullback that not only is a fullback but can do numerous things. I don't – look, I think uh, – I'll be honest. When, when you start talking about using a fullback where you have to ask yourself, the question is, who is that fullback going to replace on the field at that particular point in time? Is he a blocking back and helping out the running back? Is he better than the tight end that you would be putting on the field? Is he better than another wide receiver you'd be putting on the field? What, is, what dynamic does a fullback bring? And that was the problem, the reason the fullback has kind of gone by the wayside because the fullback being on the field at one point was nothing more than a blocker. And when the fullback was on the field, you knew you were going to run the football. So defenses would stack the box. And if you're then taking a wide receiver or a tight end off the field, if you're adding a fullback, and who's more of a dangerous weapon, a wide receiver and or tight end or a fullback? And that's the reason the fullback has kind of become the way of the dinosaur. They don't use them very much. That's the logic. It's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the logic in that sense. But Alec Ingold hanging on down there in Miami as their fullback. The unrestricted free agent coming out of Las Vegas, Alec Ingold. The Raiders is where he was playing prior to that, right? Yep, correct. That's what I thought. Okay, there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up a little late for the break. we got a lot more coming up right after this. Good to have you. Boondocks, barbecue, burgers, brews, good stuff. And a uh, really good uh, menu coming up, too. Uh, winter is comfort food. That's what it is. Winter is for comfort, food, warmth, and they've got it all. They've got uh, barbecue out there. they got new appetizers that are out there. Butternut, butternut squash flatbread they are introducing. They have all kinds of good stuff. Really good. And they have a New Year's Eve menu, uh, smoked beef meatloaf bites, fried okra, uh, grouper Oscar, stuffed pork pork loin, smoked prime rib. they got everything going on for New Year's Eve. So check out our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And right there on County Road K in Oconomowoc, uh, tell them we said hi. For sure, go to boondocksbbq.com, boondocksbbq.com. There you have it. Uh, 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to do it. Uh, This comes from David. David says, uh, listening to you in Sturgis, South Dakota. Was passing through, thought I'd see a few of the sites. Most of it out here is buried. I did see that. I don't know if you saw it. The. now we go out there for Sturgis every year uh, for the Sturgis motorcycle rally We go out in the end of July and the beginning of August and you know you like when we were out there it was a hundred and seven degrees it was ninety seven to a hundred and seven the f- uh, five or six days we were out there it was just stiflingly hot and but they also have it's completely unprotected when it comes to the elements and and such I mean the mountains and if you get up into the mountainous areas like near Rushmore and such it's really it's beautiful it's pretty. But it's mountainous. But like where the full throttle is and where Sturgis is, it's in the valley. And there's not a lot of mountainous area in front of it. It's just whatever comes whipping across the plains, it whips across the plains. They got like nine feet of snow and 15 to 25 foot snow drifts. The only thing that was visible of the full throttle saloon was the roof. Because the snow drifts were so high. That's like crazy. It's crazy out there. 877 uh, 867 Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us here in Jackson. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, how you doing? Merry Christmas. I'm doing great. Thank you. You too.
3: Hey, you know what? After the next commercial break, we, you know, we do this every year. We, we, we got to play that I call up every year and we always put it on uh, Christmas vacation scene. Where he says, "Hey Griswold, where are you going to stick that big tree?" <laughs> right. And then he says, "Why don't you bend over?" And I'll so we got to throw that out for everyone, Bill. We do it every year. Okay. That, that that scene is just. And he's like, "I wasn't talking to you."
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. He was talking to uh, <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld, who it, plays exactly. the, the yeah, the wife and yeah. the neighbor. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Anyways, getting back to what you said earlier with uh, David Bakhtiari at the left tackle spot, if he's healthy, I, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, it's a gamble, rolling the dice. But like you said. How do you find another left tackle of that caliber? I mean, they don't just come along every day, and it's like I know it's a risk with that with the injuries he's had and but i i am almost thinking if he's healthy, he has another off season to come back. I mean, how do you not bring David Bakhtiari back and put him out there? I mean, it's crazy right. to, and uh, I got my prediction you, the only reason 30. let me, let, me, let me say, let me say this the me. only
0: reason you no, the only reason you get rid of Bakhtiari is because of the money. That's it. And if, exactly. if Zach Tom can do an adequate job, then you save a ton of money. You can add that money in other areas. But it, that would be the only reason you would probably get rid of Bakhtiari at this point.
3: Packers 30, Dolphins 27. It's going to come down to a field goal with time running out in the fourth quarter. We're going to have a, a Merry Christmas and celebrate a win. And then who knows, if we win out, things could get real interesting.
0: Uh, boy, I tell you what, if the Packers went out, like I've said before, they're going to be one of the hottest teams in football heading into the postseason, and they could end up playing uh, Minnesota in Minnesota. You know, how, how interesting would that be if the Packers could end up doing that? I appreciate the phone call as always. But, yeah, the way it stands right now, if the Packers could get in, let's say as the last uh, wild card, they would play Minnesota in Minnesota in round one of the NFL postseason, New York would end up playing, New York or Washington, depending, would end up playing San Francisco. Dallas would play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. And then you'd have the winners that go from there. That's it's not a bad way to go. And then Philadelphia would play the lowest seed. So if uh, the Packers would win, they would then go to Philadelphia. If Minnesota would win, then it would be probably the winner of New York and San Francisco or Tampa Bay and Dallas that ends up in Philadelphia. But, yeah, how about that? So the Packers right now would have to go to Minnesota and win, go to Philadelphia and win, and then if that happened, poof, they could end up either end up playing Dallas or San Francisco – or even Tampa Bay on the road in one of those places to win an NFC championship game and ultimately go to a Super Bowl. I mean it would, it would be a murderers row no doubt. But again, that's you know, that's the way things are shaking out right now. Uh 8778671670. I'm sure Ben you wouldn't mind seeing Green Bay again go to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles Ugh, in a uh, I would be petrified. In a, a divisional round game, I mean, I think the Packers would win the game. Frankly, really, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. See, that's what that's what everybody says. It's like, here comes the here comes the man. You know, he's it's been a bad year. He's coming off back to back MVP seasons. This has been a terrible season. And oh, by the way, they're getting hot at the right time. Holy crap! And the Eagles you know? wouldn't have played a game in I don't know three weeks. Jalen Hurts might not have played in six weeks because he's down yeah. now and they might rest him. I would I would be petrified about that. Yep. I know that a lot of Vikings fans would not want to see Green Bay come walking through that door. Oh, they'd kill him. I, oh, you think so you think so? The Packers would kill the Vikings. Um if I'm Vikings fan, I know we got a lot of Vikings fans. I'm going to throw it out there. Vikings, specifically on the western portion of the state. We got them up in Eau Claire. We got them in in La Crosse and such, over in Viroqua. Uh, You go north, you go to the Marshfield area, you go to the Wausau area, Stevens Point area, all throughout. For the Vikings fans that are in the state right now, just hit us up. Would you want to see Green Bay come walking through the door at U.S. Bank Stadium in the postseason? If the Packers went out, which would be five in a row, and starting to look like the Packers again, would you want to see them? And the, the only thing I can say about that first game at U.S. Bank Stadium was that had Christian Watson caught that football, everybody's wondering if the season would be different. I don't think so. I think the Packers would have scored. That would have been it. The Packers defensively didn't have an answer for Justin Jefferson. I don't know how much the Packers are learning from their own mistakes and how much Joe Barrio actually learned, but I think it would be a different game, that's for sure. But would you want to see Green Bay Winners of five straight and getting themselves into the postseason. Would you want to see the Packers come walking through the doors of U.S. Bank Stadium as the first team you're going to face in the postseason this year? Think about that. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. Stay tuned. We've got more of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Dolphins. Sunday at noon, Miami has two of the fastest receivers
2: in the NFL, Tariq Hill and first round pick Jalen Waddle. Packer safety Adrian Amos says there's no one more explosive than Hill. I know my time playing, nobody has been faster than what Tariq Hill is. And then you got Waddle, who's not too far behind in speed. They're fast. I mean, they can run. It's the same with, you know, when you, we you was playing Kansas City a couple years ago when you had Harmon. Yeah, Harmon and and uh, Tariq, so um, similar in in that that you got you know two guys that can that can really run.
0: The Dolphins traded for Tariq Hill, who
1: said earlier this week on Fox Sports One he wanted to stay with Kansas City, but had to make a business decision.
3: We actually told Kansas City what Miami offered, and Kansas City was like, "Nah, we just gonna trade them." So then I was like, "Okay, bet like that that really goes to show how valuable I am to them." Right. And then we just gonna make some shape, man. Right. So here I am today. No hard feelings. No hard
0: feelings. No hard feelings. And David Bacchiari is close to returning to practice. After having surgery to remove his appendix, the Packers' left tackle says he woke up not sure if he should go to the hospital or not. When I look at him, I'm like, okay, I guess that's the feeling I'm feeling right now because it's not muscular, but there's definitely something going on like in my belly i think like i said any anyone that's had it they'll be listening to this if they do if they ever somehow make like, yep he's speaking for all of us that's packers left tackle david bakhtiari in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show quickness continues yeah how are we looking Stop in a quick trip. Use your quick rewards card or your number and uh, put it in there. Get a couple of the specials. Get some uh, get some change uh, per gallon of gas off. Not a bad way to go. I got 20 cents off per gallon the other day. Good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And they have quickness still going on, remember. You can uh, get yourself some prizes, some nice stuff. I'm, uh, I actually went and checked my quick rewards, and I'm uh, eligible for the next time I go in. I'm eligible for a free sandwich as well. So geeked about that. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip, man. They got it all too. And if it's a last minute item you need for the Christmas meal, uh boy, I tell you what, they got a lot of good stuff there. And if you maybe forgot to buy anything, maybe just waking up like Rip Van Winkle, uh, you can go get mashed potatoes, you can go get chicken, you can get pizzas, you can get burgers, you can get all kinds of stuff over there. Hot food, cold food, they got it all. That's our friends at Quick Trip. So I asked a question before we went to break and i said if you're a vikings fan would you want to see the packers come through the doors of us bank stadium for wild card weekend knowing that aaron rodgers and company are packing a five game win streak in their back pocket right away our buddy grant bills uh listening to the program said no way the packers playing with house money sheesh i uh, said no rob uh rob says no he's a viking fan uh, i got one from ryan ryan said uh, not on your life tom says bring it i want to see him beat the packers again Justin says, uh, depends on what happens. Uh, Well, Justin, it's (laughs) self-explanatory. Typical Vikings fan. Justin says, depends on what happens in this game coming up between the Vikings and the Packers. But if the Packers are there on wild card weekend, that means the Packers beat the Vikings at Lambeau Field already, packing thus the five-game win streak. Justin, do the math. Viking Ernie says, we would love to beat you for a third straight time. Matthew says, no way. Minneapolis Mike says, bring it. I don't think so. I think if you're a Vikings fan and the Packers beat you at Lambeau Field, depending on how they beat you, you because they would have to to get in, right? So that means they've just beaten you at Lambeau Field, and now you get them back for a playoff game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, U.S. Bank Stadium, I have said, it's one of the best productions of a football game in the entire NFL. Between that god-awful son-of-a-mother horn that goes off. I mean, here come the (laughs) Vikings. First down. Big Ethel in section 27 just went to the bathroom and it didn't go down. I mean, it's just they blow the horn for everything. Get the hell off the show. Right? It's irritating for everything. But... They they use that sound, big voice guy, the beating of the drums, they they boy, I tell you what, I hate the skull chant too. I hate it. It's terrible. Hate it. I mean hate it, hate it. Like can't stand it. Like just it, it it's like wearing sandpaper underwear. Terrible. I just I don't know why it does but even if I was a Vikings fan, I would hate it. I just do. <laughs> I don't know why I just do. Uh, so anyway, back to my point. I don't know if, I, if I'm if i a Vikings fan, if I want to see them come rolling into U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm just saying. Uh, Anthony says, as a longtime Vikings fan, wouldn't that be just our luck? We finally win the division, only to have the Packers knock us out of the playoffs. Ugh, I can see it coming. Right? That'd be it. That'd be it. I understand it. I, I <laughs> you're like, yes, finally win the north. Woo, win the north. Woo, uh, me big, big Viking, win the north, and then only get your ass beat and knocked out by the team that's won the north for so long. So now I completely understand it. <laughs> Oh, coming up in the next hour, we got Mike Clemens. He's going to be joining us, and we'll talk with Mike here in about fifteen minutes. Stay tuned. Let him wrap thing, wrap things up before we head off to our uh, to our, well. We got bowl games today. We got NFL games tomorrow. I cannot wait. NFL games tomorrow. Little Christmas Eve feast Sunday. Presents, trees, the smell of pine. It's all awesome, man. It's good. We got cookies, cakes, you name it. We're in, man, right? We're in. Pie. And then we got football. More football. It's just another hour to go, and then we send you off. Probably a video over the weekend, too. I talked about that yesterday. I didn't do it last night. We sat downstairs and had a little beverage or two. But tonight, maybe we'll do it tonight. If not, it's definitely going to come on Saturday. But yeah, I'm telling you, we got good stuff. Stay, stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast.